Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Wild Card Weekend episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to 272 bets is complete. 272 NFL regular season games, 272 bets placed. This is my third season doing it. Let's give a little recap for how this season went. Uh, as usual, uh, I will still be betting on every single playoff game as well. Um... But the road to 272 bets is its own separate thing. So let's have a little review. This is my third season doing it. Unfortunately, the first time that I finished with a losing record. My final record for the 2022 NFL regular season, 128, 128 wins, 135 losses, 9 pushes for minus 12.32 units. So that's a return on investment of minus 4.5%. I did get positive CLV, though, which is one of my goals at the start of the year, so I'll take that as a win. Unfortunately, that didn't help me. Well, I guess maybe maybe I would have lost more if I didn't get uh, good CLV, but uh, plus 1.2%. Someone did ask me if this is the best CLV uh, that I've ever got. This is my first year measuring it. I tracked all my bets on Betstamp this season, so you can actually probably go back and review all my picks right there on Betstamp. Ian Mac bets on bet stamp uh this is my first year is tracking it there before i was just tracking it on an excel sheet so i did not track clv when i was doing it on an excel sheet but uh, plus 1.2 percent of clv um that's the one big positive so if you're curious how i've done in my three seasons uh in 2020 obviously fewer games because that was before there was a week 18 i went 130 119 and 7 for plus 5.79 units last year 2021 was a huge year for me might end up being my best betting season in the NFL ever. I went 151, 120, and 1 for plus 25.47 units. And then, of course, this year with a minus 12.32 units. So after betting on every single NFL game, side, total, or money line, through three years, I'm still up quite a bit. 409 wins, 374 losses, 17 pushes for plus 18 0.94 units and yes I will still do it again uh, next season although I will admit it felt it is a grind anyways because I mean handicapping you know 13 to 16 NFL games every week is in writing notes and then recording a podcast is a little bit of a grind um, I do it outside of working hours uh, but it's even more of a grind when you're losing when you're having a bad season but regular season's over it's time to move on Ta- time to take the positives uh, and the biggest positive would have to be CLV. 
I'm fine with my process. Maybe I got to change things a little bit, uh, but I've talked about it before in the past. Um, this is how I kind of view betting on sports in general, but definitely betting on the NFL is that what you want is you want to limit the bets that you lose by a lot. You want to limit the bets that you didn't really have a chance in. If you can have more bets that you win easily, more than bets that you lose easily, then the 50-50 games, the games that come down to one play, games that could have gone either way, my theory, my philosophy is that those games will even out in the long run because a lot of games in the NFL really just come down to one play or maybe two plays or a pivotal moment in the game. Now, last year in 2021, when I won over 25 units, a lot of those games that came down to one, one play went my way. This past season, I felt uh, I didn't actually record. Maybe I should have recorded, you know, coin flip games and saw how many I won and saw how many I lost. But this past season, it felt like a lot of those went against me. For lack of a better term, I think I had some bad luck this season. Maybe that's an excuse. Maybe my handicapping wasn't as sharp as it was in years past. But um, we'll see how next year goes. Uh, after, uh, if next year goes bad again, then maybe I need to make some significant changes to my handicapping. Uh, if I get back on track next year, then we're all good. Then we'll look at this uh, as a blip. Um, but yeah, every every year moving forward, I will be betting on every single NFL game. Uh, it, I, th- I do have some uh, in-depth analytics. Betstamp does a pretty good job of letting you uh, sort bets and kind of look at them a little bit closer. So if you're curious how I've done and what types of bets, um, I did the best on spreads. Uh, I did bad on totals, and if you listen to this the past two years, totals has always been my worst type of bet in the NFL. I'm playing with this idea, and I'm curious if uh, what you guys think of it. I'm curious of allowing myself to do player props on games next season. Because when I think the spread is set at the right number, and I don't want to place a bet on the spread, I look to the total. But that has not worked out for me, because I'm just generally bad at betting on totals. I think all. Th- I think even last year, I think I have to go back and check. But I think even last year when I won a ton of money, I think I, if I didn't lose money, I was I did not win very much on totals. It's always been my weakness in the NFL. So maybe by adding player props, maybe I'll go. If I don't like a spread, then I'll look at player props. Or maybe I just need to change up how I handicap totals. I don't know, but totals are certainly a big weakness for me. I lost uh, almost seven units. 6.95 units, and they were probably only a quarter of my bets. Uh, some quick math here. Of the 272 bets, only uh, nine, 49 of them. So less than a quarter, I think. Yeah, way less than a quarter were totals. But yet those are the bets I lost the most on. That's extremely interesting. Yeah, my return on investment for totals alone, minus 14.2%. Uh, yeah, that hurt me. Totals were bad this year. Uh, spreads, I lost 2.2 units. I went 94, 89, and 9 on spreads. Uh, by the way, totals, tw- 22, 27 uh, on totals. Um, yeah, spreads, 94, 89, and 9 uh, for minus 2.2 units. Money line, which is a big weakness I, this year compared to last year. Last year, I crushed it. Betting on Moneyline Underdogs. I started off hot the first three weeks. And then I don't know if I hit another one the rest of the season. If I did, it was one or two. I went 12 and 19 with my Moneyline upset picks 
for minus three units, 3.16 units. So I know that was actually, I know Moneyline Underdogs were my big moneymaker last year and the year before. Uh, losing money on Moneyline Underdogs killed me this year. So some things to reevaluate. Uh, and then I can also, let me just switch this up here. I can also go based on uh, favorites and underdogs. So let me just bring this up here now. I actually won money betting on underdogs. I actually did extremely well betting underdogs. On underdogs, I went 56, 48, and 4 for plus 8.22 units. I believe this is just spreads. No, this has to include underdog upsets too, uh, which I lost money on. So underdog spreads, I, I don't think I can split it up to specifically underdog spreads, but it looks like I would have done fantastic on those. Favorite spreads, betting on the spread on a favorite. I went 50, 60, and 5 for minus um, 13 units. Yeah, so I did not do well betting on favorites. I did extremely well betting on underdogs. And then the totals, I didn't do well either. So some things to consider next year, uh, heading into the next season. Uh, when was the, like, I was... I'm just looking at the last week I was profitable. It was like early November, and then I was just fighting. Uh, so, yeah, not a great year, but that's okay. I mean, at the end of the day, betting on every single two, betting on 272 NFL games is tough. Uh, and for me to only lose 12 units, it's really not that bad. I mean, it's not great, it's not good. Uh, but I see a lot of people talk about discipline and quality over quantity. Uh, I say, fuck that. I say, quantity. <laughs> I say quantity over everything. Uh, and for me to bet on 272 games and have a bad season and lose 12 only 12 units, I'm fine with that. Hey, I'm not a professional better. Not every this is a uh, a minus EV thing to do is to bet on every single NFL game. I did it anyways. I'm going to have some losing seasons. Uh, I'm excited to get back to it next year. But we still have playoffs to get through. There are how many playoff games? 12? Uh 6 Four, eight, so six, eight is 14, 15, 17 playoff games, I think. I don't know. I, I think that math is right. I'm going to have a bet on every single one. And I don't know if I'll do this every week, but at least for this week, uh, I have a player prop. And then let's start dabbling in player props. I got a player prop uh, for each of the. Um, games as well so one bet on a side no totals and then one player prop for each game so let's get into it. it is the wild card weekend episode of the bacon bets podcast let's go no lisa the only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother i call him gamblor and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Alright, let's dive into it. We're just gonna in chronological order here, starting with the 49ers and the Seahawks. I will let you know. I placed these bets Monday. It is now Wednesday night, so some lines of change. I'll let you know what I got of that and then what I would play at the current number. Uh, so it's 49ers, Seahawks. 
I got it at minus 10. It's down to minus 9.5. I do like the 49ers in this game, though. I'll lay the points with them. Uh, I've bet against Brock Purdy the last couple of weeks, thinking that he's eventually uh, going to have a bad game, but he hasn't. Now, maybe that happens in his first playoff game, uh, but I'm not going to keep betting against him. I'm just going to start assuming that Brock Purdy is the real deal here. Uh, the Seahawks completely limped into the postseason. They hadn't played it. Something happened in Germany where when they went to Germany to play the Buccaneers, they just turned into a bad football team. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but they have been absolutely terrible since then. And now they have to take on who I think is the best team in the NFC. In the 49ers, two games against the Seahawks this season, Oak gained them 6.2 yards per play to 4.5 yards per play in the first one, 5.3 yards per play to 4.6 yards per play. In the second one, the Seahawks uh, needed overtime to beat the shitty Rams just to make the playoffs. I think they're in over their head in this one. Seahawks have dropped all the way down to 12th in net yards per play this season. So I will take the 49ers. Minus 10, obviously like it even more at the current number of minus 9.5. I think the defense is too much. I'm going to trust in Brock Purdy. And the other guy I'm going to trust in is my player prop for this game. And that's Christian McCaffrey. I found Christian McCaffrey, I think it was on FanDuel, over 113.5 rushing plus receiving yards. So offensive yards in total for Christian McCaffrey, offensive and receiving over 113.5. I think the 49ers would be smart, and I think Kyle Shanahan is smart enough to do this, to rely on Christian McCaffrey. I mentioned earlier, it's obviously Brock Purdy's, Brock Purdy's first ever postseason start. There's going to be some playoff jitters. So why not just lean on your best player. And Christian McCaffrey has snapped lately. Uh, he has at least six catches in two of his last three games. It's clear the entire offense revolves around him at this point. He's eclipsed over 100 yards on the ground, just on the ground alone, in three of his last five games. There's a few of those games for him to surpass his number. He wouldn't even need a catch, but he's getting catches anyways. So I don't think it's too much of an ask for him to go over 113 rushing plus uh, receiving yards. On Saturday afternoon, Christian McCaffrey, my guy, it's good to see him in the playoffs here on a good team. So Seahawks, or 49ers, minus 10. I like it, obviously, minus 9.5, the current number. And Christian McCaffrey over 113.5 rushing and receiving yards. Let's move on to the Saturday night game, which is actually sneaky, the one I might be most looking forward to of this entire slate. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of divisional games. What's there, three divisional games? It's kind of boring when divisional teams play against each other in the playoffs. We've seen it twice. Especially teams who like just played in Week 18, like the uh, Bengals and Ravens. So this one's uh, kind of interesting. It's the smallest spread of the bunch. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm on the I'm on the square side here. I'll take Jaguars plus 106. It seems like everyone's on the Jaguars. I see very few people on the Chargers. But I've talked about this. I think if there's one team that's gonna be this year's version of the Bengals from last year, I think it's gonna be the Jaguars. Because they have been hot. They are entering the playoffs very hot over the last uh, three games. They're fifth in the NFL in net yards per play, largely due to their defense. Their defense has been locked in. First in opponent yards per play. That's right, first in opponent yards per play. First in opponent yards per pass attempt over their last three games. Their secondary has been on absolute fire, and now they take on a team uh, who throws the ball the most of all AFC teams. That's the Los Angeles Chargers. And this might be a little bit of a hot take. I don't think, well, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, I've been saying it all year. I don't think the Chargers are that good of a football team. 
27th in net yards per play this season. Uh, 20th in net yards per play over the last three games. 26th in net yards per play on the road. Now, sometimes net yards per play can be deceiving. And yes, I do probably cite it a little bit too much. Uh, and it can be deceiving because uh, it doesn't take into account things like third down conversion rate, red zone efficiency, turnover differential. But the Chargers don't really thrive in those areas as well. They're kind of average in all of them. I don't think Brandon Staley is a good coach. What the hell was he doing starting all of his players for the entire Week 18 game, which was meaningless? Mike Williams got carted off. Not good. One thing the Chargers have done extremely well recently is rush the passer. One of the highest sack percentages over their last three games, but that is one of the biggest strengths of the Jaguars, who are fourth in QB sack percentage uh, this season. So I think the Jaguars are the hotter team. Quite frankly, I think they're the better team. Uh, they beat them already this season. It's early in the year, to be fair. Uh, but they beat them 38-10 to early in the season. I'll take them as home slight underdogs. My player prop for this game, I'll go Travis Etienne at the end. Over 78.5 rushing yards. This one's pretty straightforward. The Chargers are the worst rush defense in the NFL, and it's not even close. They're allowing 5.4 yards per carry this season. That is the most in the NFL by 0.2 yards. Now, that 0.2 yards may not seem like a lot, but it's a lot when you're looking at season-long numbers. And it's a lot when you're looking at the difference between the team in dead last and the next worst team. Travis Etienne should be set up for a monster game here. He's averaging 5.1 yards per carry on the season. I hope Doug Peterson hands him the ball early and often. I'll take Jaguars. I got them plus 106 on the money line. I'll take Travis Etienne over 78 and a half rushing yards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on to Dolphins-Bills. Uh, this was uh, a very weird one. Nobody knew if Tua Tungavailoa was going to play. Some people thought maybe Ted, Teddy Bridgewater was going to play. The line was at 10.5, and, and I actually thought Tua was going to play. So my strategy was to take the Dolphins at plus 10.5. It looks smart. I got them plus 10.5, minus 106 for the juice. It looks smart. The odds on, I think, Tuesday came down to plus 9.5, which is usually a sign that uh, Tua uh, was going to start or at least to Teddy Bridgewater, and then this morning, Wednesday morning, has announced that Tua is out, and Skylar Thompson will be getting the start. So that uh, spread has skyrocketed up to now Dolphins plus 13.5. But I will say, so I got, I'm got i stuck at 10.5. I will say, if you're looking to bet it now, I actually think 13.5 is an overreaction. Yes, Skylar Thompson is not that good, uh, but the Dolphins' defense has been fantastic as of late. Uh, the Bills, let's for, let's not forget here against the Patriots in Week 18, uh, the Bills had two returns, two kick return touchdowns. They don't get those touchdowns. They might have lost that game. They haven't looked great. Josh Allen has had interception problems all season. It's hard to cover a two-touchdown spread if you're going to throw a couple interceptions. 
because those are going to either, either result in points or that results in you losing a scoring opportunity, sometimes both. So even with Skylar Thompson in a quarterback, I actually like the Dolphins with the points. Once again, I'm stuck at 10.5. But if you're looking to bet on now, I think 13.5 is an overreaction. I'm going to underreact to that. I'll take Dolphins to cover the spread against the Bills. But I'm going to go with the Bills player uh, for my player prop here. I didn't write down the number of my notes. Uh, I'm taking Gabe Davis over his receiving yards total. Let me just verify this number here. Gabe Davis over 48.5. Over 48.5 receiving yards. The reason why I like taking it, I've taken it a, a couple times, I've taken over, because uh, I have bet player props throughout the season kind of on the side. I don't really announce them all the time, but I have taken Gabe Davis a few times. The reason why I like taking Gabe Davis and other receivers like him is because he's kind of their deep threat. So deep threats only need a couple of catches to go over the receiving yards total. He's averaging 17.4 yards per reception on the season. So, I mean, if it's average... To go over 48, you need, what, three catches, four catches? Four catches at most, maybe three catches. I'm not going to do the math here. But not only that, he's averaging 55.7 receiving yards per game this year, which is well over his set total for this game. He's also coming off a game against the Patriots where he saw 10 total targets. I think if the Dolphins were smart, they'd try to lock up uh, Stephon Diggs, which should open things up for Gabe Davis. So I like Gabe Davis over... 48 and a half uh, receiving yards for my player prop for that game. Sunday, what is the Sunday evening game? It is Giants, it is Vikings. Uh, I'll take the Gi- I'll take the Giants. How many times have I bet on the Giants this year? Not many. <laughs> I'll take uh, Giants plus three. I did take them uh, on the money line against Titans, I think in week one, was it? Uh, I'll take Giants plus three, minus 104 against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it is the battle of the two most fraudulent teams in the NFL uh, facing against each other in the first round of the playoffs. But, to be fair, the Giants have been hot lately. You look at net yards per play, net yards per play lately, fourth in the NFL, in net yards per play over their last three games. Now, to be fair, um, they haven't exactly played a ton of great teams. Uh, the Eagles sat some guys, I believe, they beat up on the Colts. And then that Vikings game was the other one. And actually, they lost that game by three points, but I actually thought they outplayed the Vikings. You look at yards per play, 6.7 yards per play in that game. The Vikings only averaged 5.0. Uh, the Giants turned the ball over twice. The Vikings didn't turn the ball over. That was a difference maker in the game. Uh, so take away the turnovers. I actually think the Giants win that game. So I will take them uh, getting... The three points. I think it's going to be another close game. And things that the Giants do really well, which I will give them a lot of credit for as much as I like to shit on them. uh, They are great on third down and in the red zone defensively, which is a huge reason why they're able to win some of these close games. Fifth in opponent third down conversion rate. And they're fifth, also fifth in opponent red zone touchdown scoring percentage. Opponents are only scoring a touchdown on 49.21% of red zone trips against them. So I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game outright, um, but I will take the three points because I think it is going to be a close one uh, whichever way it goes. So I'll take Giants plus three, minus 104 against the Vikings in that one in my player prop. I'm actually going with a Vikings player here. I go KJ Osborne over 40 
and a half receiving yards. Whenever everyone talks about the Vikings, you talk about Dalvin Cook, you talk about Justin Jefferson, you talk about Adam Thielen, but KJ Osborne, a sneaky important player on this offense, especially lately. He's gone over this total in three of his last four games. Two of those games, he went over 100 yards. He had 10 catches on 16 targets for 157 yards against the Colts just a few weeks ago in Week 15. This is a guy that they're targeting more and more. He's getting more looks. He's getting more catches. And I think it's a result, and this is not something I would know unless I spent the time to go back and watch the NFL film, which I don't because I just don't have time. But I think, and this reflects in Justin Jefferson's production over the last few weeks, I think teams are double-teaming Jefferson, focusing their entire defensive game plan on stopping Justin Jefferson, and I think that's opening things up a lot for Adam Thielen and for, more importantly, K.J. Osborne. So I'll take Osborne over 40.5 receiving yards for my favorite player prop. So Giants plus three, K.J. Osborne over 40.5 receiving yards. Let's move on to the Sunday night game, Bengals-Ravens. I will say uh, Rob Pizzoli, if you follow him on Twitter, I talk about him uh, every now and then. The what's it was he run hammer betting network? He's also he's obviously a big part of that. He's doing a live stream for all three primetime games. Uh, I'm joining him for the live stream for this game sometime in the second quarter. I don't have the full details, but sometime in the second quarter, uh, he's asked me to join him for that live stream. So if you're watching the game, uh, if you're gonna watch the live stream, check out Rob Pizzola's live stream. I'll be on in the second quarter. Maybe talk some live bets. Maybe pick his brain a little bit as a professional better. Uh, but that'll be fun. So that's uh, Sunday night, Bengals-Ravens. I This is uh, one of the games, I think it's the only game that I predicted right in terms of the line movement. I did not think Lamar Jackson was going to start, so I jumped on the Bengals. I got Bengals minus 6.5. Lamar Jackson's been ruled out. The line has now moved up two points, crossing the key number of minus 8.5. Now, what would you do if you haven't bet on this game yet? Uh, it's tough. Totals at 40 and a half. Ugh. Maybe go the over on the total. Ah, maybe take the Ravens. I don't know. That's why I wanted to jump at Bengals minus six and a half because I wouldn't have felt comfortable once it crossed the key number. I don't know, my friends. I wish I had a strong answer for you. Probably over 40 and a half points. That's a, that's a ridiculously low total. I know the Ravens defense has been playing decent lately. Bengals defense isn't good enough to deserve that total I'll tell you that I don't care who's playing a quarterback for the Ravens so if you're betting on it now as shitty as I am at totals do the opposite so I'm, I if I were to bet on it now in the current line I'd take the over so that's your sign to go ahead and take the under but I'll take the bang, Bengals minus six and a half is the line I got of that here Lamar Jackson not doing himself any favors in his contract here my prediction is he's going to end up on my Atlanta Falcons Falcons fans are going to love it Falcons fans just want another Mike Vick on the team. That's what they've been looking for ever since the Mike Vick era. He'll he'll be Lamar Jackson's going to be on on the Falcons. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think he's going to be worth the contract he's going to get. This is a guy who's played twelve games and then largely quit in the last few games. Now is that a little bit harsh to say he's quit? Yes, but even like doctors out there saying PCL strain shouldn't take this long to recover. It's speculation on my part. Probably not fair. Maybe Lamar Jackson can't play. But I don't know, man. You see players with a lot more serious injuries get back on the field quicker. I don't know. This is the second straight year. He has not played nearly as good as he did in 2019 when he won MVP. People still expect... still People look at Lamar Jackson like 
he's the same player that won MVP in 2019. Look at his stats. Not good. Let me bring it up here before I before I talk about my pick a little bit further. Now, like, we can't... I, and I, I'm on record before the season. I said, yeah, if Lamar Jackson has a good season, then I'm willing to say he's an MVP-level quarterback. But now three seasons in a row of regression, I can't say it anymore. So when he won MVP, which, by the way, an unbelievable season, one of the greatest seasons of a quarterback of all time, in my opinion. Just look at something like QBR. His QBR in that season was 83. His last three seasons, it's been 67.3, 50.7, 59.4. He hasn't even sniffed. He hasn't even come within tw- thir- 15 points of his QBR that he had in MVP season. You look at, what other stat you want to look at? Is there QB rating? QB rating in his MVP year, 113.3. His last three seasons, 99.3, 87, and 91. Not even close. Not even close. Sure, he hasn't had the best receivers in Baltimore. That's fair. But he didn't really have great receivers when he won MVP. My main point is he's going to end up in Atlanta. I'm not going to be happy. But in terms of this game, I digress because... He's not playing in this game, so it doesn't matter. Um, Bengals have been here before. I think they're kind of poised for another run. I will I will say, though, I, I do think the Bengals are going to beat and cover this Ravens team. Their stats don't really jump off the page to me, though, to be completely honest. When handicapping this game, I was trying to find a bunch of stats to kind of back it up. There's actually not many. I, I think the Ravens aren't good, especially without Lamar Jackson. I think their backup quarterbacks have been terrible, so I'm going to go ride with the Bengals, but... I'll talk about this more if the Bengals win and then the Bengals have to play the Bills likely if the if all the favorites win would play the Bills next week. Right? Uh who would play the Chiefs? The winner of the Jaguars Chargers would play the Chiefs. Um Yeah, I'll dive into that a little bit more next week, but the the Ravens stumbled down the stretch of the season. I don't really think they deserve to be here. Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. I don't want people to think uh, that I think he's not a good quarterback. The Ravens are a much, much, much better team with Lamar Jackson. I would not be laying a touchdown worth of points on the Bengals if Lamar Jackson was playing. But my main point was I don't think he's worth the money that he's about to get this offseason. Just like Kyler Murray was in this past season. We saw how that worked out. Uh, my favorite player prop for this one, and this one would be my favorite player prop of the weekend, Jamar Chase over six and a half catches at plus money. I got this at BetMGM, over six and a half receptions, plus 105. This is a guy who hasn't, who last time he failed to reach over six and a half receptions was week four against the Dolphins. Now, I know he missed the middle of the season, but still, he's surpassed six and a half receptions in eight straight starts. So we're able to get plus money on a guy who's gone over this number in eight straight games. It makes no sense to me. Ravens also give up 23.2 completions per game. That is 26th in the NFL. Jamar Chase is going to absolutely eat, I think. So I'll take over six and a half receptions for my favorite player prop for that game. Plus 105. Move on to the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. The Cowboys, I'll take them minus three even money against the Buccaneers. I think it's down to minus two and a half, but I think you've got to pay a little bit of a price. I'd much rather just take it right at minus three at the even money here. This should not come as a surprise. I've bet against the Buccaneers all season. And I've made a lot of money but betting 
against the Buccaneers. They were the worst team against the spread all season, I believe. If not one, they were two. Sure, they won a couple of games against shitty teams late in the year to clinch the division, but they're 8-9. and nine. Let's take a look, and I do this every single week talking about the Buccaneers. Oh, Tom Brady, he's back. Oh, you got to watch out for Mike Evans. This team fucking sucks. Here are some offensive numbers for you. Yards per play, 25th. Third down conversion rate, 21st. Red zone offense, 22nd. Yards per carry, 32nd. Yards per pass attempt, 30th. What happened, Tom Brady? I know the Cowboys did stumble down the stretch a little bit. Their defense has been atrocious lately, which is certainly a concern. But this Cowboys offense sucks. I don't care. I don't I don't want to listen to the narrative. Oh, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Oh, the Buccaneers are the team nobody wants to face. Horse shit. This team's not good. They aren't. Cowboys minus three, even money. My player prop for the game is Tom Brady over 42 and a half pass attempts. They're passing the ball 44.2 times per game. That's the most in the NFL, so that's uh two more than what we need for this over to hit and if they're losing which i expect they will be tom brady will throw the ball up and down the field it is tom brady he will do his best to try to carry the team on his back i expect plenty 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 of pass attempts by tom brady so over 42 and a half pass attempts for tom brady but i think the buccaneer i think the cowboys win big dallas minus three even money against the buccaneers Usually at this point, I would give you my best bets. I guess I'll just give you, I'll give you my favorite side and my favorite uh, player prop. My favorite side is Cowboys minus three, and my favorite player prop. I think I, s- I think I said KJ Osborne maybe. Jamar Chase, my favorite player prop, over six and a half receptions, easy money. He's hit it in eight straight games. If you want a few futures to bet on, that's how I'll finish the show. I was talking Miami Dolphins to either win the Super Bowl or win the AFC. I don't like it anymore with Tua out. And now with Tua out this week, Dolphins all the way down to 100-1. to So, no. I can no longer endorse the Dolphins. I'll endorse the Jaguars at 50-1. to Mainly because I think the Jaguars feel a lot like the Bengals did last year. I think they have a pretty... They have a matchup they can certainly win. They're only slight, slight, slight underdogs in week one. Or in the wild card. They win that, they go to Kansas City. Take on a Kansas City team that certainly has holes in them. Um, And then who knows what happens from there. So if you want a long shot, Jaguars 50-1. to My best bet, I still like the 49ers 5-1. to I think the Eagles peaked way too early. I think they have some issues. Cowboys 13-1 is not a terrible bet, but I have no faith in Mike McCarthy whatsoever. The game has passed him by. It's going to be interesting. It might just end up being Chiefs or Bills just blow everyone out of the water. That's possible. So I'll say right now for futures, I'd recommend for to win the Super Bowl, 49ers 5-1, Jaguars 50-1. And there you have it. This has been the wild card weekend episode of the bacon bets podcast best of luck with all your picks this weekend gambler bless i'll be back next week for the divisional round talk to you then everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online 
and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.